Welcome back to Consuming the Craft Podcast. Back again is Puff, and I have a very special guest with me today. Graduate of the program, her name is Rebecca Murphy. Now, you do have a new title. I do. What's what's the it's, official title? I'm the head of product development. For Two, Two Trees. Trees Distilling Company mm-hmm. down in Fletcher. And you guys make all sorts of stuff. I mean, how many SKUs do you even have now? Like 40? Um, It's actually in the 60s, much to our production manager's... 60 now? Yeah, it's mid-60s, late-60s, like 67, I think, was the last one he told me. I was like, how many SKUs do we have? And he's like, I liked it much better when we had two. (laughs) It's now 67. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And so you guys just uh, expanded equipment-wise, got in a big bright tank. Yes, uh, got a 30-barrel bright tank in, getting ready to do our RTDs. Yes. So that's very exciting. First thing I want to talk, because Chad was here on the podcast before Mm -hmm. uh, talking about the seltzer. Mm Mm-hmm. And we tasted that, and I, I I loved it. And they've given you the go ahead, yeah, to dabble. Can we say more than dabble? Because you, you've you've brought some stuff here, and we've canned it for kind of a test pilot run. Uh, tell us about those flavors. Yeah, and and we appreciate the support of the. Um Craft Beverage Institute so much with that, uh, helping us get those flavors developed, helping us get those products canned so that we can get them sampled out. But they gave me pretty much free reign to develop the the RTDs that we have coming up. You know, of course, we talked about which ones we were going to do, and everyone kind of collectively decided which ones were the go-ahead. But I, of course, picked my favorites. Sure. Because if I'm going to be making it and testing it and, <laughs> you know, drinking it and sampling it, like I want it to be something that I enjoy. Sure. Um, so the first one I did is an old-fashioned so it's going to be in a 12 ounce can just like a soda or a craft beer it's going to be about six percent abv we're targeting 5.9 um so just like going to the grocery store and buying a craft beer you can be able to go to the abc store here in north carolina and buy this craft cocktail in a can that has all the full flavors of a delicious old-fashioned cocktail, but a low ABV, so it's going to be a little bit more sessionable. You can have a couple. It's very portable in a 12-ounce can. You can toss it in a cooler. You can take it to the lake, tailgating. It's- and it's in a can, so you can take it to the beach. Yeah. You can take it to places mm-hmm. where you don't normally traditionally want to bring glass uh, on a hike. It, exactly. Uh, top of Mount Mitchell, I could crack an old-fashioned, and when you brought it here and we, we started canning it, I noticed the cherry was there i noticed the orange was there it was it was just it's really good thank you it's there's a balance to it that i really appreciate thank you there there wasn't it's not cloyingly sweet it's not cloyingly Mm -hmm. i mean it it, if you're an old-fashioned drinker you will find everything you want in this drink and it's just like someone turned an old-fashioned into a soda pop yeah to some degree i mean the effervescence is there and it's mm -hmm. the flavor is fantastic and the great thing about it is it actually has bourbon in it like yeah. it, it's made with a bourbon base. It, it's made it's, with spirits. Yeah, yeah, it's it's real bourbon. And when I was developing this um, product, my, my first thought was, okay, it's going to be in a can. You know, it's not necessarily going to be in a bottle that you're going to pull the top off and then pour into a glass. Um, wh- what I want the consumer to experience is when they first pop the top on that 12 ounce can, they've got it cold in their hand. I want the smell to hit their nose first and I want them to be super excited. So I made the orange and the cherry very bright so that as soon as you pop the top, you smell that and then you get excited. Oh, this is, this is going to be good. No, and I'm salivating yeah. now. Just I mean, Yeah. I, I just, I remember the day we were canning it in, you were like, my first ones were good, but wait, wait till we do the old fashioned. But your first one was really good. But, well, the first one was the bourbon and soda. So very um, simple in 
terms of flavors. The old fashioned, of course, is a little bit more complex with some more depth of character and some more flavors that you want to experience throughout the entire experience. But the bourbon and soda is pretty straightforward. So that one, again, has a real bourbon base. It's carbonated. It's effervescent. It has just that little bit of um, soda taste to mm-hmm. it. But again, it's 5.9% ABV, cold, refreshing, bubbly, delightful. They're both delightful. And yeah. you have another one that you're working on that we are planning on canning soon, right? Yeah. So the next one is actually my favorite, which is the Kentucky Mule. So if you've ever had ginger beer plus bourbon and a glass with a little splash of lime, You've had a Kentucky Mule, and this is going to be exactly the same thing. In a 12-ounce can, less than 6% alcohol, real bourbon base, ginger beer flavors, lime flavors. So when do you anticipate hitting the market with this? Hopefully soon. Okay. With, you know, yeah, but so yeah. it's 2022 for the folks listening. Yeah. Maybe, you know, 10 years from now, people are already uh, enjoying this stuff, but... Uh, I mean, it could be in everyone's fridge, you know, right now by it, the time they're listening it to it. It would be yeah. amazing, right? Yeah. I've, I've seen the can art. It looks fantastic. Um, well, the can art for the last one you guys did yeah. was really, really cool. Yeah. I'm very excited to see this one on I'm shelves. I'm excited to see the Spirits line as mm-hmm. well as the Alternative line mm-hmm. um, coming from the same facility. I mean, you guys are really innovative in putting actual bourbon in this stuff. Yeah, and and the reason that we're doing a, a spirits line and a malt-based line, we're, we're doing all the same uh, cocktails mm-hmm. in, in both of those flavors, but we're having parallel tracks so that we can sell in grocery stores, in control Depending states, state, like yeah. here in North Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know, other states you're allowed to sell uh, actual spirits in, in grocery stores if it's a low enough alcohol percentage. But We need the, to get that changed here. I mean, it's, We yeah. do, it's silly. It is silly. There's no reason why a beer at 11% can be sold at Ingles, but this canned cocktail at 5.9% can't. Correct. It's just yeah. silly. Well, and and something that helps with that, you know, our Discus is aware of that. The mm-hmm. Dispilled Spirits Council um, of the U.S. is aware of that. Um, also, our local North Carolina chapter, uh, DANC, is aware of that. And our um, Two Trees CEO, Chad Slagle, was actually just elected to the board of yeah. the DANC. So, um, at A little the, behind the scenes there. At, at their first meeting, you know, the new ABC commissioner for North Carolina was there. You know, there was a lot of other distilleries from North Carolina there talking about these are some of the issues that we're running into. These are some things we need help with. He seemed very receptive. You know, Chad's there at all the meetings. Yeah. You know, we'll we'll hope for some progress. I, I think it'll happen sooner than later. It's just, yeah. it, it's a no-brainer. That and, and these are really great products that we want to get to consumers. We think consumers are going to like them. And me being said consumer, this has worked out really well because not only did you bring the canned cocktails, but you brought me a treat. I did. I, I brought you your own booze clues. So this is a mystery. It is a mystery. We, we you. I did uh, tell you it's a whiskey. Well, yeah. And I, it, it, yeah. I poured it in um, kind of a little uh, wine glass here and I'm looking at it and it's uh, beautifully uh, copper colored, like a light copper. Mm-hmm. Um, swirls in the glass. It's uh, It falls down really, really nice. Uh, it's got legs. It does. And uh, you can tell a little bit about the viscosity as it kind of slowly goes down into the glass back into it. So I'm really excited to see. Mm. So I'm getting that uh, oak, a little, almost like mm-hmm. a little campfire, a little bit of, ooh, a little marshmallow almost in the background. Mm-hmm. Now that it's, yep. you poured this mm-hmm. a little bit ago and it's yeah, now it's, opened up a little bit. It's had some time to breathe a little bit, get a little bit more of that toasted marshmallow sweetness yeah. just on the initial aroma. Mmm. I'm really excited to, I'm going to, so that, mm, that may be a little too easy to drink, to be Mm. quite honest with you. So this one, I get cinnamon bark, I get that toffee sweetness, 
um, as it warms up in my mouth, I get a little bit more soft leather, tobacco. I get a little dried fruit, like almost like mm-hmm. a dried, a very hint of dried cherry. That mm-hmm. marshmallow is still there. Yep, right at the end. You know, it's it's the the whiskey is up front in your palate. Mm-hmm. Um, after taking a sip, I mean, there's no burn. Uh, and it, it, has, there, it has enough heat in the mouth it, it, that yes, you feel but there, it, yes. but there's no burn going down. It just gives you that nice warm in your tum tum. No, and that's you so know? when people are tasting spirits and things like this. And um, I, I've done a bunch of them, of course, on the podcast because I don't. I want to uh, learn and do research mm-hmm. for the kids, right? Mm-hmm. And it, so, it's all about being a better teacher. Well, thank you. you. Know, yeah, I yeah. don't want to drink. Mm-hmm. I do it for the children. But one of the things that really uh, sets me into a, a foul like spirit is when you take it and it sits super heavy in your stomach mm-hmm. and it bur- like that burning sensation that would go down the back of your throat would also collect and stay in your stomach. And that mm-hmm. does not happen with this. It makes me want to have the second sip. And it also has that really smooth, creamy, full There's a mouthfeel. Mouth yes. It's, it's chewy. Just, it's just delicious. You mm. can feel it in your mouth. It has substance. But Man, then, I could think of all the cocktails. I mean, it's great straight, but there's a mm-hmm. ton of, yeah. of Li- cocktails. A little bit dry on the finish for me. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's weird to say about a whiskey, but it's very palate yes. cleansing. So Even I, with the mouthfeel. So I will tell you that I proofed this down to 90 proof. So this is still at 45% mm. alcohol, but it's that smooth. And I get the oak is really, really well balanced. And I know that you guys with your um, proprietary technology that you're going to tell us all about right now um, <laughs> will tell me that, uh, you know, you're going to use a, a smaller percentage of a total barrel. Mm-hmm. At one point, eight percent was thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, you know, if, if you, if anybody's ever seen the, the show, Keith and Chad have been on the show and you can tell me now, is it alien technology? Are the, are, is Chad and Ke- are they aliens? Are, I is mean, Keith an I, alien? I, I can neither confirm or deny, you know, their <laughs> planet of origin. I knew it. But their technology is pretty spectacular. And, and you're absolutely right. Um, sustainability is the, is the core model that Two Trees is built around. And yeah, aging whiskey, um, aging any spirit, we're using less than 10% of the wood that it would take to generate the equivalent volume. I like that you said wood too, because you guys aren't stuck to oak. Correct. I've had some stuff, we won't reference any names, but Mm -hmm. uh, specific wood types Mm -hmm. uh, and finishes that are so unique and so good and so different than some of the stuff that's out there. You guys are lucky enough to be, you get to kind of play. Exactly. Your your job is to make flavor. Yes. Yes. It is. It is pretty awesome. I, I feel pretty lucky. But yeah, we have the potential to use any wood to age a spirit. It does not have to be a wood that would make a good good barrel so like american white oak is is used for barrels because it's a really good wood to make barrels out mm-hmm. of it's a solid hardwood it doesn't leak you know it has really good hemicellulose and sugars and lignin and all that kind of stuff all those flavors and colors and things that you can pull from the wood to develop the spirit we can do that with any type of wood so it doesn't have to be a wood that makes a good barrel. It doesn't have to be a wood that's readily available sure. because we need such a small percentage of it. Um, we could do cherry. We could do maple. And, we and, could and I have do... a couple that I want you to mm-hmm. experiment with. That oh, we'll absolutely. Talk, uh, I, yeah. I have a couple ideas. Recently, I, I looked at, uh, well, it, it's not any wood. It's food grade wood. I mean, uh-huh. you, you can't have any poison. You're not going to well, use poison wood. But yeah, no, no, with no, that no, being no. said, there's uh-huh. a couple of them that I was recently turned on to that I'll I'll 
we'll talk after. Okay. I don't want, I don't want that out in the ether because oh, okay. All it right. would be no, interesting no, no. to oh. see what a couple of these I'd, woods would do. I'd be excited to play with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then last thing on the wood is we also don't have to cut down the tree to yeah. use the wood. We can trim a branch or trim a couple branches. And then that's all the wood that we need to age the whiskey. And the tree keeps growing. The tree keeps growing. Making yeah. more branches for more whiskey. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, an American white oak that has to grow for 80, 90 years, and then you have to cut it down to get the wood to make the barrels, and we don't have to do that. No, that's amazing. And that flavor, I mean, I finished my whiskey. (laughs) Oh, do do you need more? I I mean, I will pass you the bottle, and and you can see what it actually is. And I'll tell you that um, the wood I used is standard American white oak. At a couple different toast levels. I was going to say it's like smoky campfire. I get the mm-hmm. the oak flavor still. It's not, yeah. but it's so well balanced. But it is the grain itself that is very unique. It is the mash bill on this whiskey. So the raw spirit was sent to us by a distillery that wanted us to do some R and D. Okay. Because this is a new grain that new. that is being used, and they want to know the possibilities for it. So hmm. it is an intermediate wheat grass. It is a perennial. Really? Unlike most wheat grasses. Yeah. So it um corn as an annual depletes the soil and then you have to rotate crops. So through soybeans or, and the mm-hmm. nitrogen fixing stuff, yeah. It, exactly. So this is also a sod forming grain. So not only does it replenish the soil uh, in terms of nutrients, it also replenishes it in terms of organic material. Okay, so now I'm going into the future. It, I'm gonna plant this for my yes, lawn. Yes. And I can make whiskey out of my lawn. Absolutely. I am crying. So that's the, the most beautiful thing anybody's ever said. Yes. So this grain is called Kernza. I I have never heard of this before. This is blowing my mind. I'm Yep. This is delicious. So they're billing it as a wheat alternative, mm-hmm. barley alternative, rye alternative. And for me, I get all three of those things I, I, so in the whiskey. I, I'm getting that barley mm-hmm. sweetness, like on the malt side of things. Mm-hmm. I did get the rice, or not rice, uh, rye spice note. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's the smoothness of wheat. I, I guess. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So Kernza, really? Kernza, yes. You know I'm going to spend most of the rest of my afternoon not doing what I'm supposed to do, but trying to learn about Kernza, right? You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm here to facilitate your growth as an intellectual puff. You nailed it. This is uh, the balance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. The the raw spirit, when they sent it to us, was so unique. It smelled so sweet. It had this really smooth nuttiness. And it almost had that that, um, dark fruit that you're talking about. I I got that out of the New Make Spirit. It smelled almost like a brandy. Like it had that little bit of um, deep grape, almost brambly kind of smell to it. So I was very excited to play with this spirit and to develop what you have in the glass You know, I think when you get a chance... Uh, to play with some woods as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Kernza, I mean, the, it's what a unique. The the possibilities are endless, and they really and given are. our technology, the the possibilities really are endless because we can use any wood. Um, we can use any ratio of different woods. You know, I think most American consumers want if it says whiskey on the bottle, they want it to be familiar at least. So this is definitely familiar. Yeah, because it's aged with the American white oak. Yeah, but, but it, I there's mean, it's, so many ways that you could go with this. It, this is if uh, a weeded and high rye bourbon had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's the smoothness of the wheat, and it, mm-hmm. it you still get a nice rye spice to it, but then you get this like malty sweetness as well. It's very 
it's a very unique grain. That and then, you know, I'm even imagining like secondary finishes. You could do a, a Malbec secondary finish to really play off the rye. Port, Madeira, Spicy, Sherry, pepper, any, yeah. anything, anything. Wow. What a great, this is really, thank you. You are welcome. This is what this program was all about, me getting free booze. <laughs> and this is an amazing booze. And I know how to pay the piper, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so what else is coming out? You had mentioned uh, new Moon Chasers as well. Yeah. Because that's one of the, th- mm-hmm. it's probably, as you sat here and talked, you probably have now 70 Pro- products. Pro- probably. I mean, as probably. you guys expand, the, the skis this are should, probably. This I want. I want this in a 750 on the on the ABC store shelves. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Ugh. But yeah, so that was a that was a super fun project to work on. But yeah, mm. we've got new Moon Chasers coming out. So the Moon Chasers is a ready to drink cocktail line that we're doing for the Tim Smith brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pack a punch. They are 200 ml cans, but they are 20% ABV, so 40 proof. In Have a t- mercy. In a 200 ml can. So that's what, like two shots per can? Yeah, give or take. You know, but in the little baby like Red Bull cans, you know, the 6.8 ounce yeah, 200 so, ml cans. So yeah. you get one of those cans, you pour it over ice and you enjoy a cocktail. Exactly. Smart. So the first two that we um, developed that are out now is the Ritual, which okay. is sweet tea and moonshine. Okay. Tastes just like sweet tea and moonshine. <laughs> as as one had. As you would expect, given the label. Yeah. Um, the next one is the Timorita. Yeah. So that's margarita mix and moonshine. So you get all those nice, bright citrus flavors, that little bit of tartness. And a little bit a little of bread from the moonshine. Yep. Smart. Yep. And then the next two that we have coming out are Blackberry Tangle, which is Blackberry, Blackberry yeah, I like and Moonshine. And then Southern Peach, which is super ripe, fuzzy peach. And so moonshine. now I want to buy the peach and the blackberry and make a pie in a glass. Oh, you can you can mix them yeah. up to your heart's desire. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you're going to sell me as much as <laughs> well, Of course. And you guys um, expanded into these cans. This, I wouldn't say mm-hmm. recently. You've been doing it for a little while. But uh, canning yeah. is a whole other thing that you guys have. Canning is new to us. And we just started doing it over the summer. We have a partnership with Ironheart, the mobile canning company. Um, so they come on site. They've got their operators who run the machine. Um, we're on the, the dummy end of the line, just <laughs> taking the cans and putting them into their four packs and then onto the pallets. Um, but it's been super fun. Um, you know, we have all of the product mixed up ahead of time. We're doing our quality control checks on it. Um, they come in, they run the canning line, and then we're left with all this wonderful product to so send you, out the door. So you get to basically do the R&D side of things, blending, developing, and making yes. new products. Mm-hmm. Where do you start? Because you just said, I mean, seriously, there is an infinite number of yes. possibilities. Even the, this 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 new grain comes in, mm-hmm. and you smelled everything, and you, mm-hmm. you, you knew, you know, I've got to get a baseline. Exactly. I've got to make sure it is recognizable to the to mm-hmm. the market, and then where where can we go from? So, what as far as thought process goes? Yeah. When you get something new like this, or you get a challenge, or mm-hmm. you know, the alien uh, Chad comes in <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, we need to develop this flavor." Where sure. do you start? So that that's a great question. Um, and t- taking the Kearns of whiskey for example. Um, where I started with this one is we got the new make spirit in the distiller said, Hey, I want to see you guys, what you guys can do with this. That was basically all the direction I got. I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. Awesome. So where I started with it is I smelled the new make spirit. You know, I did my sensory analysis of that just to get a baseline and, and to see where we're going. 
knowing that it's going to be a whiskey, I, that's exactly it. I wanted to start as close to the middle as possible to build a baseline and then be able to develop from there. Because I had no idea how it was going to turn out. I'd never even heard after, of Kernza until today. After it had been aged, I was like, okay, well, I don't yeah. know what these you know flavors are going to do when they come in contact with wood. I have, I'm have, i guessing. Yeah. I, I have an idea. I, sure. I, I have some hopes and dreams of what I think might happen. <laughs> well, you've had experience with the, the the process anyway, so you could probably yeah. predict a little bit of what mm-hmm. what some of the reactions a, were going to do. A ball, sure. A ballpark. Yeah. Sure. But if, you know, if our distiller who did this whiskey came back and said, okay, I want, you know, three varieties from here. Like I want a standard and then, you know, three varietals. I, I would do exactly that. I would, I would, stick pretty close to what I made here for the standard. And then I would go off of some varieties and I would go based off of what am I smelling? Mm-hmm. What am I tasting? Sure. What do I want to amplify? What do I want to complement? Um, and then go from there in terms of the woods that I would choose or how I would process it in order to make it shine. Mm. Well, you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, the first set, I am extremely excited to see uh, what comes out of this grain and what you guys are going to be doing in the future with it. Thank you. Uh, when when people ask me now what I do for a living, depending on the setting, <laughs> I do sometimes like to say I drink professionally well, and then see what their reaction is. And then I usually follow that up with, actually, I do really careful math and I do really <laughs> precise weights and measures and I keep really good records. <laughs> Repeatability is the yes, key. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, I'm a scientist. I just get to play with really fun tools. Yeah. It, it's uh, people think I'm, I'm drunk all the time and it's not all the time. I mean, I, I sleep too. Well, there's, you know, there's that. You got to sleep. Yeah. At Otherwise, some point in the day. It's not yeah. at some point in the day, in yeah. the afternoon, usually for my yeah. nap. Yeah. Um, I can't thank you enough for showing up and sharing uh, this fantastic whiskey. Oh, thanks for having me again, Puff. I appreciate really, it. Really, really uh, excited. Uh, you're, you know, you're welcome anytime. I appreciate um, that. But uh, yeah, so anybody out there listening, Rebecca's been on before. Seek out her other, uh, other interview and other times that uh, other folks have been here on Consuming the Craft podcast. Going right into the, see how I did that? Is it, I know, that's so that's smooth. Trend. Yeah, well, smooth. That must be the whiskey talking. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You notice that when you drink whiskey or wine, it'll actually lower your voice and register a third. So my voice has gotten deeper since I've drank the whiskey. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully people don't think I'm two different people or weird. <laughs> anyway, thank you for for uh, being again on the Consuming the Craft podcast. Uh, thanks to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms for sponsoring the podcast. Appreciate everything you've done for uh, our program here and donating what you can. So uh, anytime you want to bring whiskey, Rebecca, come on by. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow then. All right, cheers. Cheers.